What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Casca Grossa BJJ Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Went to an open mat yesterday. We're still training during this time that people just want to relax. I don't want to take a long break from jiu-jitsu because I know what's going to happen. My cardio is going to be shit. It's going to take me some time to get back in shape. I got some more time now to study. I think about smart ways to train. So the guys organized the open mat yesterday. Had some opportunity to train more leg locks and scapes. Scapes are probably the most important things that we should be training as well as other things. But always thinking about your defense system because defense is going to save you from bad situations. So we did train some Ashigarami entries following up to a heel hook submission. It was awesome. You can really feel how leg locks are so powerful. Even drilling heel hook. You really need to be cautious due to the nature of the, the submission. Heel hooks, they are designed to rotate your knee and destroy your ACLs. So be careful when you train. It's no doubt the most damaging submission across all grappling styles. So there are three reasons why this technique is so devastating. According to this website, the ligaments, they don't have the same sensory receptors as muscles and tendons they do. So by the time the tension is felt on your knee, there's a very small window for you to tap. And depending how you train, if you really crank it, you are going to get injured. So the second one is ligaments. The ligaments, they don't heal as easily as the other tissues in the body. You are going to need surgery to repair. And guys, ACL reconstruction is a very long duration. Depending of the injury is about 6 to 12 months before you're going to be cleared to return to jiu-jitsu. So the third one is some BJJ practitioners or grapplers, they won't respond properly, you know, when they've been attacked by submission. Maybe tapping too late or attempting to spin without control to the wrong side. So that can cause that excessive rotation on your tibia, which will result in injury. 100%. Heel hook defenses, they must be a very technical defense. You need to study the defenses and you need to know what you're doing. Because if your opponent secured a knee line and you try to escape and it's too late, you're going to hurt yourself. So it's better to tap than being three, five, six months out of training. You know what I mean? I'm just bringing to your attention, you know, that you need to, to be really responsible when training that. So yeah, guys, unless you know where to get stem cells faster for your recovery to repair your ligaments, I wouldn't go too crazy, you know, training heel hook. Just watch out. Just a word of advice. Make sure you're under supervision of a black belt or someone who's got a lot of experience and know exactly what he's doing. But yeah, I'm training. I'm, I love it. It is part of the curriculum for brown and black belts. Times have changed. And at some point, you're going to have to learn that. Guys, I started to read this book here called Eagle is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And there is a chapter called Always Stay a Student. So that's the one that I want to cover today. So he talks about the legend of Genghis Khan. He was a barbarian conqueror that terrorized the civilized world. So Genghis Khan and the Mongols, they travel across Asia and Europe, killing, raping, conquering, anything who stood in that way. Every culture, every tribe, they would just go insane killing everyone. Genghis Khan, together with his sons and grandsons, they went on war in a huge scale. And in only 25 years, the Mongol army conquered more territory than any Romans had done in 400 years. History says that by the time of his death, the empire was about 10 million square miles. So Genghis Khan was one of the greatest military minds who ever lived because he was always a student. 
as he was going through all the tribes, all the villages, they would also absorb all the best technologies, you know, practices. Everything that was good from every culture, he would absorb that. He would learn. He would teach his commanders and armies to learn that new skill. That was mainly the reason why the Mongol Empire was one of the largest in history. Because he had that open mind. He had that white belt mindset of continuous learning. In this case, he didn't let his ego to prevent him to learn new things. At some point in life, he put his ego aside and pretty much learned everything from everyone. All the good things about all the cultures. So it doesn't matter what have we done up to this point. We still need to be a student. Not only in jiu-jitsu, but in life as well. And if you're not learning or not having that fire to learn, to expand your life, I think you're just going to die faster than any other human being. In jiu-jitsu, if you, if you don't train, you're screwed. If you don't drill, you're also screwed. People will start learning new things and they're going to use against us. And they're going to kill us. As simple as that, right? So it's the evolution, right? So it's always evolving. Jiu-jitsu is evolving every day. So it's really a choice for us to learn the new techniques and evolve with jiu-jitsu as well. So I believe there's always an opportunity to learn, guys. We can't let our ego to block our view and block our potential. So that's what I've learned from this chapter. And I think it was a good thing to talk about, especially in the age of technology that we're living in at the moment. You know, there's too much information, bad information, that there's a lot of things that we should be filtering. And in this particular case, not learning everything, what we see on the internet. So yeah, so yeah, understanding the concept of every technique, how it works, the basics, the mechanics of each position, I think that's the way to learn. Not just memorizing, you know, step one to five, I do this. You're not really learning the right technique. So yeah, at the end of this chapter of this book, we finish with a great manager and business thinker, Peter Drucker's quote saying that it's not only simply to want to learn. As people progress, they must also understand how they learn and then set up processes to facilitate this continual education. Otherwise, we're dooming ourselves to a sort of a self-imposed ignorance. So yeah, the process and how you learn is also important. And that's pretty much it, guys, for this episode. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Casca Grossa BJJ podcast. If you have any suggestions, please contact me via Instagram at TiagoCaval1. We can have a chat. And if you can give me some feedback on the podcast, that would be much appreciated. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this. And I'll catch you next time. Peace.